everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Good morning. I'm your host, Keith Dixon, and thanks for tuning in. The name of the program is Turn, 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 and the idea being that to every song, there is a season. The purpose of this hour is to play songs that embody the current season. It's springtime, and we'll be playing songs from the Dukes of Stratosphere, Parsley Sound, and Disco Inferno. But first, we'll be starting off with a song that gave this Swedish band its first big break. The Cardigans' lead singer, Nina Persson, wasn't interested in becoming a musician. She was attending art school and was content with that. She happened to be living in a small apartment with the band while they were recording their demo tape, and she ended up recording lead vocals on one of the songs. An A&R man happened to hear the demo and signed the band on the strength of that track. Due to this, Nina was asked to become the permanent lead singer. The song would become the lead single off 1999's Emmerdale and would kickstart their journey to superstardom, which they would attain a few years later. This is Rise and Shine.
Trust away, you pissed inside the brain fire. Technology drives. Show me your dots now. Who was it that said the world was many a divorce since bed changed? Let's lethalize our slingshots and swallow propane. You are the lie. The gypsy children in electric dresses, they're insane. I hear they live in crematoriums and smoke your remains. You are the last. 
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. That was You Are a Light from Pavement's 1999 swan song, Terror Twilight. British musicians have not been shy about their admiration for Pavement. Blair's Graham Coxon, Elastica's Justine Freshman, and even Radiohead have all professed their love for the band. But it is the last band in that lineup that would have a degree of separation that would help shape Pavement's last album. Producer Nigel Godrich, who had just produced Radiohead's OK Computer and Beck's Mutations, was called in to man the console for the band. Godrich was a huge fan and offered to forgo his production fees in return for royalties on the album. He even slept on a friend's floor in New York City to bring the cost down. Pavement's laxed, laissez-faire approach to recording was certainly at odds with Godrich's methodic and refined method. Where normally Pavement would have a whole extra album worth of outtakes, Godrich had the band focus on 12 tracks that were fine-tuned through repeated takes. Though the album is certainly great, it is widely considered the weakest of Pavement's output. Chief songwriter, lead singer, and guitarist Stephen Malcolmus had this to say about the album in 2017. Quote, A real classic rock overproduced $100,000 record. With that much money, you should be able to make something good. We made some things that weren't as good as they could have been. End quote. Godrich would retort on Twitter by saying, quote, I literally slept on a friend's floor in NYC to be able to make that album. End quote. Up next is The Magnetic Fields with Torn Green Velvet Eyes.
That was Curtis Mayfield with Keep On Trippin' from 1973's Back to the World. Up next is a song that, in 1999, BMI recognized as being the second most played song on American radio and television in the 20th century. At the time, the song had racked up 7 million spins, which would equate to around 40 years of continuous airplay. Written by Donald and Richard Adrassi, the song was recorded by The Association and would be a hit that would go all the way to number two on the Billboard chart. While the intricate sun-soaked harmonies can be attributed to the band, the laid-back arrangement and instrumentation is all the Wrecking Crew. Who is the Wrecking Crew? Well, they were a highly successful and prolific collective of Los Angeles session musicians that played on thousands of studio recordings, including several hundred top 40 hits. Biographer Kent Hartman had this to say about the crew, quote, If a rock and roll song came out of an L.A. recording studio from between about 1962 and 1972, the odds are good that some combination of the wrecking crew played the instruments. No single group of musicians has ever played on more hits in support of more stars than this superbly talented yet virtually anonymous group, end quote. This is Never My Love. Love will end 
Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. We'll be closing out the program with a track from an album that was an instant, stone-cold classic and a landmark in British culture. The Stone Roses were a band that hailed from Manchester, England, and in 1988, the city was in the midst of what was being called the Second Summer of Love. The birth of the UK rave scene was in full swing, and nightclubs and warehouses across the city were packed with ravers that were listening to the pulsating grooves of acid house music. Ground zero for the scene was the nightclub and music venue, The Hacienda. Opened several years earlier by Factory Records label boss Tony Wilson and the band New Order, the club became the spiritual center for the scene, which would be coined Madchester by Wilson himself. The scene would be defined by its baggy fashion, heavy MDMA and other drug use, the aforementioned rave culture, and bands that were making a hybrid of 1960s psychedelic guitar pop and 1980s acid house grooves. These bands included The Happy Mondays, New Order, and Spiral Carpets, and 808 State. But it was the Stone Roses who made an album that defined the movement. Their eponymous debut album, which features the lockstep rhythm section of Manny and Rennie, the exquisite guitar playing of John Squire, and the brash bravado of singer Ian Brown, captivated the UK, critics and listeners alike. The featured song is an eight-minute track that is broken into two halves. The first half is a driving, sugar-spun march, complete with jangly guitars and an anthemic chorus. As the song clips away, it finally comes to a halt and melts into a funky, groove-heavy instrumental outro where all three musicians shine. This is I Am The Resurrection 